Kia ora, new life and connect Fano. I hope you are doing well. Hey, I am thinking of all my friends up in Auckland who are still in level four, feeling for you guys, praying for you guys, praying you're uh, handling that okay. Of course, we are in level three here, which is basically, as they say, level four with takeaways. But I pray everyone is doing okay and uh, just know we are thinking of you. Of course, it's Father's Day and uh, again, can I just say I love being a dad. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Uh, one of the things I'm so excited about is being a granddad, actually. That's been one of the most uh, thrilling parts uh, of this season of life that I'm in uh, right now. And I want to tell you, you won't believe the things I've had to do uh, in this lockdown for, for the kids. And so I, I want to encourage you to go and check out the children's program that's uh, online. I'm in it. I'm in it. I, I'm in it as Captain America. The things I have had to do in this lockdown, you 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 won't believe. Hey, before I start, I, just, I, I do want to get the elephant out of the room. You may have noticed already I have a croaky voice. My throat is a little croaky uh, today, so I'm just going to say that uh, straight up so you're aware that, of course, we uh, we and you uh, know that. And so uh, today what I want to do is part two of the message, Judge Not. Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I said last week that this verse for me raises Three things. Number one, what are Christ's commandments? Number two, do I keep them? And then if I don't, number three, do I truly love Christ? Of course, we keep his commands, not so he will love us, but because he has loved us. But the reality is this verse implies that love for Christ is evidenced how? By keeping his commandments. So what are they? Well, it's not too hard to find out because in most Bibles, what Jesus said is written in red. And so uh, people say or scholars say that there are 49, some say 70 things Jesus commanded. And today we're continuing to look at just one of them as we seek to let Jesus speak. So let's jump in. Matthew 7 verse 1. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. I actually want to pick up where we finished last week. I presented the question at the end of the message, was Jesus saying in this passage that we can never, ever make judgments about anything or anyone? Uh, let's, uh, let's explore this. Last week we were in Matthew's Gospel and uh, today I want to speak from the Gospel of Luke, which gives a different angle, a different perspective of that same passage. Reading from Luke chapter 6, verse 37, it says this, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Can the blind 
lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Where to be like Jesus. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what's Jesus saying in this passage that we can never, ever make judgments about anything or anyone? I want to say today the simple answer is no. No, he wasn't. I've got three points. Number one, the challenge Jesus presents in this passage is simply this. Number one, don't judge hypocritically. Don't judge hypocritically. Uh, the Christ follower is not to be one who would judge hypocritically or self-righteously. Someone said, don't judge people just because they sin differently than you. See, blowing out someone else's candle doesn't make your candle shine brighter. See, the plank, the log, the beam, what it does is it, is it, is it actually stops us from seeing. And what Jesus is really saying here is the best place to judge your neighbor is in front of your own mirror. Oh, I'll say that again. I like that. The best place to judge your neighbor is in front of your own mirror. Don't be a hypocrite. The plank, the log, the beam stops us when it's in our eye, stops us from seeing. This week I saw a post from a prominent Christian leader and as I looked at it, I was like, oh, wow, I'm surprised he would, he would say that this is the post. It's up on the screen. You can read it for yourself. And as I read it, I was like, man, I, I'm really surprised that he said that. As I looked at the comments, I saw that people were very upset that he uh, said that. But as I, as I dug a little bit further, I could see people saying, read it again, read it again. And so uh, I did, and I don't know whether you noticed it, but the word wasn't vaccinations, it was vacations. You know, uh, you've got to understand, the plank, the log, the beam stops us from seeing. Oh, I'd love to know in the comments what you read. Uh, take a moment to write that down and let me know if you saw vaccinations instead of vacations. You know, last week I said people sometimes just make mistakes. Anita, my wife, got a text a few weeks ago and it finished with this. It said, 1 Corinthians 5, chapter 1 through 5 is my reading today. So uplifting. And so Anita went to read it. And uh, as she read it, she said to me, what's she trying to say? So this is, this is what she read. Uh, she, and and it, what was said to her, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of the kind even the pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife and you are proud. Shouldn't you have rather gone into mourning and have put out, your, put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit 
as one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment. Oh, that's an interesting point right there. Paul's passed judgment, but that's a, uh, you know, sort of answers the question, can we make judgments? I have already passed judgment in the name of the Lord Jesus on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of the Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Uh, I don't think that's what that lady intended to uh, send us. And so Anita texted her back, I'm saying, and saying, I guess you were actually meaning 2 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 5, verses 1 through 5. And so there was an awkward, uh, yep, actually, that's uh, what we were meaning. Sometimes people just get things wrong. And so Jesus was really saying in this passage, don't judge hypocritically. Jesus said, you'll be, if we do that, it's like the blind leading the blind. Both will fall in the pit. Both will fall in the hole. So Jesus is saying, before you look somewhere at someone else, before you look at someone else, take a, take a good look at yourself. Take a good look at yourself before you take on any outside contracts. Can I just say that? Before you start bothering about anyone else. So was Jesus saying, we can't make judgments about anything or anyone. Well, the answer is a big no. And you can see this by number two. Number two, all we've got to do is look at the surrounding context of this passage. It makes it clear. Let's let Jesus speak. In Luke chapter 6, verse 42, he says, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Here's the thing, the very next verse after that, Luke 6, verse 43, uh, uh, Jesus goes on to speak about the tree and its fruit. And of course, when we read the Bible, modern day Bibles are broken up into segments. There's the judge not segment, and then there's the tree uh, and, and its fruit uh, segment. And we look at these as two separate things, but, but those are man's separations. The scriptures flow on one verse after another. And so here's what the very next verse says in Luke 6, verse 43. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. So Jesus is saying, by their fruit, as he does in Matthew, actually uses these words, by their fruit, you will recognize them. In other words, he's saying you can make a judgment call. You, you as, as people can make a judgment call. You can decide what is, what is good and what is bad. How? Just by looking at a person or a thing's fruit. Of course, a, a person's, uh, you, you can understand that fruit, when we think about fruit, fruit is what a tree produces. Fruit is what a, a, a tree produces. And, and again, so Jesus is saying, look at what a life produces. Jesus is saying the fruit is the evidence of the root. And it's important we understand that. Matthew's gospel, straight after Jesus says that you hypocrite part in Matthew 7 verse 5, you hypocrite, take that plank out of your eyes so you'll be able to say, see clearly uh, before you address the speck in someone else's eyes. Straight after that, Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 6, he says, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Ouch. 
If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. My study Bible puts it like this. Jesus is exhorting us to evaluate carefully and choose between good and bad people and things. Those things that masquerade as angels of light. I don't know. Jesus is using some pretty strong language here, calling people dogs, calling people pigs. Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 2, he uses that same language. He says this, watch out for those dogs. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. That's some heavy language. And so really, in the context of these verses, Jesus is saying, don't judge hypocritically, but you do need to make judgments. You need to to be someone who, number three, judges right. You need to be someone who judges. Don't judge hypocritically. Get that plank out of your eye. But you need to be able to make right judgments. It's not saying don't judge any of these verses are not implying that you don't judge anything or anyone. What it's saying is judge right. In this new age we live in, there's, uh, there's no doubt that thou shall not judge is surely one of the most quoted or should I say most misquoted Bible verses. It's one that's being deployed and used by believer and unbeliever alike to justify just about anything our woke world can throw at us at the moment. Don't judge, they say. Don't judge. You know, I saw this post the other day that was, a, I guess, a imaginary conversation between, shall we say, a person and a believer. And for me, it kind of captures the narrative of much of today's thing, or much of today's thinking, sorry. Here the person says, To the Christian, I want to do X. I want to do X. The Christian says, you are free to do it. Person, but you think X is wrong. Christian, yes. Person, because you want to control me and tell me how to live. Christian, no, you are free to do what you want. Person, but you think X is wrong. Christian, yes, because God says X is harmful and I don't want that for you. I desire your ultimate Good person, but I want to do X. Christian, and you are free to do it. Person, but I want you to say that X is good. Christian, I cannot say that. Person, why do you hate me? Oh my goodness. This sums up a lot of the talking and narrative today. The truth is we don't hate anyone. But today in our social media microaggression driven world, if you don't agree with the main, you risk being called a bigot and a phobe. And so for that, you can be shunned and cancelled, censored and labelled, lose your friends and even your job, all in the name of the new tolerance, which is I'll tolerate you as long as you hold my view. And it's like we've, we've lost the ability to just talk, to reason, to debate in healthy and meaningful ways. And I want to say this is not progressive. This is regressive. To challenge or push back on anything these days requires courage and a thick skin. But if the church doesn't take a stand on things, who will? You know, we have in many places as the 
church, can I say, we've lost all sense of wise judgment because we've buckled under the pressure. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to be liked, right? Who doesn't want to just get on uh, with people? But as I've said this before, it feels like Christians are being forced into a closet of silence that others have had the freedom to walk out of. You know, as believers, please understand this. We are called to discern. We are called to be a people of discernment. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10 tells us that there is a gift of discernment. In fact, in another version, it calls it, calls it the distinguishing of spirits or the distinguishing between spirits. We need to know what spirit something is of. You know, as Jesus followers, those who seek to keep um, his commands, we, we need to understand this, that we are called to exercise discretion, to distinguish between good and evil, right and wrong, immorality and virtue. We are to judge a tree by its fruit, but we need to make sure we exercise wise judgment. You know, Jesus told those who got upset with him for healing a man on the Sabbath. He said this, he said, don't be people who judge by appearances. John chapter 7, verse 24, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So like he's saying here, uh, again, don't just look at the appearance of something. Uh, remember, a fruit is what a tree produces. What does that appear? It can look good, but what does it Produce. We need to look at the fruit that it produces. Do not judge by appearances. Jesus is saying, look at the fruit of my life. Uh, this verse in the NIV uh, goes like this. Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. In the New Living Translation, it says, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. We need in this hour to heed the words of Jesus and look beneath the surface of things so we can judge correctly. And, and I want to say when it comes to things that these days that we need to judge correctly, discern wise, wisely, let's face it, there is no shortage. Someone said this, today's progressivism and critical thinking has become a false moral movement, hurling charges of racism, bigotry, xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, transphobia, and a slew of other meaningless buzzwords at anyone they disagree with. Said the battle of ideas has been replaced by a battle of feelings, and outrage has replaced honesty. Diversity reigns supreme as long as it's not diversity of thought or ideas. Friends, I want to tell you that is not a recipe for a free society. My friend, who's a blogger, James McPherson, and he blogs around a lot of the issues of today, he made this statement, and it just blows my mind. Genesis chapter 5, verse 2, God says he, he created them male and female, and he said this. He said, who would have ever imagined that this would be a counter-cultural statement and that to assert it could cost you friends, your reputation, and your livelihood. Well, these are the days we live in. 
You know, the Bible actually doesn't work like Facebook where your likes and opinions matter. God's word is true, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. Now, please understand, I'm not saying we all have to think alike. But what I am saying is that as followers of Christ, we should at least, at the very least, be informed on the issues our society is wrestling with, and then personally engage with the scriptures and let Jesus speak. Let God's word speak so as to make a right and wise judgment. And then, having done that, we should not be afraid to respectfully and freely hold and voice those convictions with wisdom and without fear of being cancelled. So was Jesus saying in this passage, we can never make judgments about anything or anyone? Well, the answer is no. So Lord, help us today. Help us today check and remove the plank in our eye. Help us to hold fast to your word that we might exercise wise judgment. Can I hear a good amen? You know, as I close today, I just want to make sure that we give an opportunity for those who may be watching this. I don't know today or sometime in the future. I just want to ask, have you got your life right with God? You know, the Bible says this, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You know, I was a drug addict for many years and God turned my life around in a moment. Some many years ago now, He, he, he changed me. I, I was living, I, my life was a mess. And in a moment, He met me in a church meeting. And He can meet you right now where you're at. Would you give your life to Him? You might say, well, hey, Pastor, you don't know how bad I am, friend. Again, I say this all the time. The gospel is not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. It's not us reaching up to Him. God reached down to us through Jesus Christ. He died our death that we can live His life. Do you need to give your life to Christ today? Do you need uh, His saving power in your life? I want to encourage you wherever you're sitting right now to pray this prayer with me. If you Maybe you've known what it is to walk with the Lord, uh, but, but you've fallen away. Maybe today God's, this is not by accident you're watching this. You need to get right with Him today. I'm going to pray a prayer and I would encourage you to pray along with me. Just repeat after me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in desperate need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Today, I turn from my sin and turn towards God. Help me live the life you have prepared for me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, as I finish today, let me pronounce a blessing over you, an ancient blessing. I just ask wherever you are, just why don't you just stand, put your hands out like this as I proclaim this over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you 
and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom.